Today is the 1st of October. This is a coaching podcast. I'm Paul Bailey and with me is Gina. Hi Gina, how are you doing? I'm very well Paul, thank you. How are you? Excellent, thank you very much. Um, to Today Gina, we're going to be talking about rapport. Now, some people will uh, will have a rough idea of what rapport is, but they won't necessarily understand why rapport is important during the coaching session and between a coach and a client. Mm. So what's your first impression when I say to you rapport? What does it bring uh, to you as a coach? Rapport for me is all about trust. It's about mutual trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about um, about allowing the client to fully express themselves yes. and become vulnerable okay. in that in that session. Okay. So this is something that really obviously won't necessarily be there right at the beginning of the session, but it's something to work towards when a client feels safe. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is something that, that builds up over time. And obviously during the first session, um, it's something that a, a client uh, may feel uncomfortable with actually opening up um, to the coach during the first session about something that's really, really bugging them. And that's mm-hmm. where um, the rapport starts at um, like a level one, where you first of all start working with somebody, you, you sense, you know, do I like them or not? Do they have the same sort of personality as me? Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do they laugh at my jokes? Which is always very important <laughs> to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and over the weeks, um, that gradually, you get more and more used to that person um, and you tend to understand them a little better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so when you're when you're coaching somebody, uh, how long do you feel that you need to spend um, almost building up rapport, working on rapport, um, and actually getting the client to um, feel comfortable with you? Mm. Well, it's something I take quite seriously, and for that reason, I usually spend the intake session, which is the first session I have with any client and very much work on developing that, obviously in a, in a very subtle way. Mm. So the things I will do is listen very, very carefully to what the client is telling me. I'm very present for them. Yeah. Other ways, if I'm doing the coaching over the phone, is to match their language. Okay. If they're talking quite slowly, for example, then I will match my speed to theirs, which okay. helps the client feel comfortable. Yeah. Likewise, if they're talking faster, then I will match the speed without it being mimicry or, or obvious. Yes. Just to engage them and make them feel that we're on the same level. Um, similarly, if I'm working face-to-face with a client, I will be observing their body language. And okay. again, mirroring and matching their body language. Obviously okay. not in an, you know, a very obvious way yeah um but in a way that we do generally as people socially Mm. 
we often mirror each other's actions. I'm sure you found that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking as well, when you do meet a client um, either over the phone or face-to-face, you do it in slightly different ways. Obviously, over the phone, using your voice, as you say, you slow down, you speed up, um, mm. you you laugh um, if they're laughing, um, and you're, you 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 become serious when they become serious. What actually happens? Um, it's almost over the over the the, the course of a, a few sessions that mm. becomes like your initial link, and it almost um, allows you to tune into that person even more than just simply listening to them. Mm. Because you're understanding um, on a different level their their feelings and their emotions by simply mm-hmm. mimicking them and mirroring them and matching what they're doing, you, you kind of get a better understanding of, of, of what's what's good and what's bad and you almost feel it with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is about taking these steps, which can take a few sessions, to create trust. Mm. And like I said before, helping the client to really feel safe and, and creating an open space for them to feel in and find the answers to the questions that we're asking them. Yeah. And one crucial element I've noticed in my own practice is creating a very quiet space for myself before we start so that there are no distractions and I can fully focus on them Mm. so that as far as they're concerned they are the only person on the planet at that time they have my undivided attention and through evidence feedback they that I give them, they will realise that how intently I have been listening. Mm. Can you just and explain that, to me what you mean by evidence feedback? Yeah, by evidence feedback, what I mean to say is giving them not necessarily uh, paraphrasing, but often using the same language as they've used. Yes. To play back to them, if you like, their goal mm-hmm. or their session goal or or their aspirations. Uh, the thing that they want to work with that session. Yeah. Uh, Really letting them know that I understand where they're coming from. Mm. I'm I'm acknowledging them, really, and I'm I'm demonstrating through that feedback my understanding. Okay. Mm. Okay. Is is it like... um, uh, a little bit like summarising in your own words... um, something that a client has said to you and and relating that to to maybe a a previous comment that they've made to to match the the experience with what they've said and therefore your understanding of what they're trying to explain to you and that way you're you're proving to the client that not only are you listening you're trying to understand you're trying to interpret what they say um Mm -hmm. and you're asking them for feedback and and them to give you confirmation that you are understanding what they're talking about. And that, that, mm. that also helps with building the rapport as well, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When I ask them and they say, yes, that's it, it's a great mm. moment because at that split second, as a coach, I know that that link has been forged. Yes. Because from the very first session, they're, they, they're checking in to us as coaches. They're seeing, have we got it? Have we? Are we really there for them? How much can they give away? and trust mm-hmm. how vulnerable can they allow themselves to be are we going to judge them you yeah. know and 
really the proof of it for them is is in a session we could tell them you know 10 points of how a session will run and how rapport uh, might work but they need to feel it and they need yeah. to feel we're empathetic yes absolutely i do i mean one of the first things i tell a client um when i'm having their um a trial session for example i, I the first thing i will tell them is really and honestly it, most of coaching is down to how well you get on with that coach if you feel uncomfortable, you don't feel like that coach is um, the right person for you, mm. then it's almost impossible um, to, to build up rapport on that. It's not impossible, completely impossible, because you can we can work on it. But if you don't feel initially at the beginning that there's a potential for that rapport to build up, mm. then you probably will want to go and have a look at a different coach and, and fi- try and find somebody else. Absolutely. It simply won't work if that mm. rapport isn't there and the coach doesn't have the requisite listening skills, yeah. then it simply won't happen. And what I've found personally, the power of silence and the power of, of just being present and simply listening is extraordinary because mm. a lot of people won't have had someone listening to them for 30 or 45 minutes for a very long time, if at all, ever. Yeah. So it yeah. gives them a great opportunity for self-discovery and self-awareness. I'm, I'm also, I mean, obviously with the with the silence part of, of what you were just saying, I'm, mm. I'm quite often, and a lot of new coaches are quite often concerned about leaving silences because they feel that that will, that will be uncomfortable and make the client um, feel like they're being um, gazed intently at and, and being mm. quizzed quite harshly. But um, it actually builds rapport again because it's mm-hmm. giving the client the time to think about what they've just said and what they would like to say next and mm-hmm. when they're having a conversation with their best friend very rarely is there going to be a silence mm-hmm. somebody is going to be chipping in with their advice <laughs> their opinion or, or their judgment which they which friends always love doing don't they they do they do <laughs> there's, there's very rarely a gap yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, even even the gaps can help build rapport as well because the, mm. the client is actually allowed to, that breathing space to actually think and consider their, their, their options and their opinions and what they're going to say next. Mm. I think it is. It's so important for the client to know that they have that space and that they're not going to be interrupted because, as you so rightly say, it gives them time to scratch beneath the surface mm. and pull out real nuggets that will help them. Yeah. And, you know, that's why as coaches we're often told, don't give advice, hold on off being directive. Yes. Let the yeah. client work it out. And through that silence and space, when there's trust and, there, and there's rapport, there's no limits to what the client can discover for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. in a very short space of time, in a half-hour session, some amazing things can happen mm. by so, just through listening. So if you were to, we're almost at the end of our podcast, so if you were to give uh, a, um, a, a new client um, a rough idea of what to expect um, with regards to the process of, of building rapport with their coach, mm. what, would you, what would you recommend as a, as a good starting place? I would recommend firstly that they be as honest as they possibly can be and trust in the process 
And I'd also recommend if they do feel that rapport isn't there after maybe one or two sessions, then they leave it. They simply walk away and, and find a different coach. Absolutely. I think it's Absolutely. essential that they don't feel oh, I've started, so I, I must finish and and really kind of you know dread the sessions each mm. week or each fortnight. Yes, yeah. it should be something they really look forward to each time, and something that they leave feeling uplifted and motivated, and most importantly, feeling that they've been heard and seen. Absolutely, and valued. Hmm. Yeah. That's brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Junior, for your time. And I uh, look forward to doing our next podcast together. Take care. Pleasure. Thank you. Good night now.